You're listening to the HNC Let's Talk podcast, hosted by Dexter Brooks. Thanks for tuning in to HNC Let's Talk podcast. We partner with subject matter experts to provide candid conversations on health and lifestyle. Here at HNC Let's Talk podcast, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, and health are all connected. This episode of HNC Let's Talk podcast is sponsored by HealthNet Co. Together, we make insurance simple. Good afternoon. My name is Dexter Brooks, and I'm your host with HNC Let's Talk podcast. Today, we're going to discuss a major breakthrough, a major situation that is, with the African-Americans who are at higher risk of contracting and death from COVID-19. A recent story in April 7th of 2020 was posted on hncletstalkpodcast.com. And the stories is basically set up in the state of Milwaukee. To the article, black people are being infected and dying at a higher rates. And here's is what Milwaukee is doing about it and why the government needs to start releasing data on the race of COVID-19 patients. The coronavirus entered Milwaukee from a white affluent suburb then it took root in the city's black community and erupted. As public health officials watched cases rise in March, too many in the community shrugged off warnings, rumors, and conspiracy theories proliferated on social media, pushing the bogus idea that black people are somehow immune to the disease. And much of the initial focus was on international travel, so those who knew no one returning from Asia or Europe were quick to dismiss the risk. Then when the shelter-in-place order came, there was a natural pushback. Among those who recall other painful government restrictions, including segregation and mass incarceration, on where Black people could walk and gather. As the disease spread at a higher rate in the Black community, it made an even deeper cut. Environmental, economic, and political factors have compounded for generations putting black people at higher risk of chronic conditions and leaving lungs weak and immune systems vulnerable to certain diseases like asthma, heart disease, hypertension, and diabetes. In Milwaukee, simply being black means your life expectancy is 14 years shorter on average than someone white. African-Americans made up almost half of Milwaukee's county cases and 81% of its 27 deaths in a county whose population is 26% Black. Milwaukee is one of the few places in the United States that is tracking the racial breakdown of people who have been infected by the novel coronavirus, offering a glimpse at the disproportionate destruction and its inflicting on Black communities nationwide. In Michigan, where the state population is 14% Black, African-Americans made up 35% of the cases and 40% of the death. Detroit where, Detroit, where a majority of residents are black, has emerged as a hotspot with the high death toll. As of New Orleans, New Louisiana has not published case breakdowns by race, but 40% of the state's death have happened in Orleans Parish, where the majority of residents are black. 
Illinois and North Carolina are two of the few areas publishing statistics on COVID-19 cases by race, and their data shows a disproportionate number of African Americans were infected. The U.S. Center for Disease and Control and Prevention tracks virulent outbreaks and typically release detailed data that includes information about the age, race, and location of the, of the people affected. For the coronavirus pandemic, the CDC has released, released location and age data, but has been solid on race. Experts say that the nation's unwillingness to publicly track the virus by race could obscure and crucial underland reality. It's quite likely that a disproportionate number of those who die of coronavirus will be black. The reason for this are the same reason that African Americans have disproportionate high rates of maternal death, low levels of access to medical care, and higher rates of asthma. This was said by a Dr. Camera Jones, a family physician, and visiting a fellow at Harvard University. COVID is just unmasking a deep disinvestment in our communities, the historical injustice and the impact of residential segregation. This is the time to name, the, name racism as the cause of all those things. The overrepresentation of people of color and poverty and white people and wealth is not just a happenstance, it's because we're not value, said Dr. Jones. Five congressional Democrats wrote to Health and Human Service Secretary Alex Azar, whose department encompasses the CDC. Without demographic data, the members of Congress wrote, health officials and lawmakers won't be able to address inequities in health outcomes and testing that may emerge. We urge you not to delay collecting this vital information and to take any, any additional necessary steps to ensure that all Americans have the access they need to COVID-19 testing and treatment. Milwaukee is one of the few places already tracking coronavirus cases and death by race, provides an early indication of what would surface nationally if the federal government actually did this, or locally if other states and states took its lead. Milwaukee, both the city and county, had passed a resolution last summer that was seen as important steps in addressing decades of race-based inequities. Inequalities. Milwaukee is trying to be purposeful in how it communicates information about the best way to show or to slow the pandemic. It's addressing economic and logistical roadblocks that stand in the way of safety. And it's being transparent about who is infected, who is dying, and how the virus spread in the first place. At the beginning of March, Wisconsin had one case State public health officials still considered the risk from the coronavirus low. Testing criteria was extremely strict, as it was in many places across the country. You had to have symptoms and have traveled to China, Iran, South Korea, Italy within 14 days of had contact with someone who had confirmed case of COVID-19. About two weeks later, Milwaukee had its first case. 
The city's patient zero had been in contact with a person from a neighboring predominantly white and affluent suburb who had tested positive. Given how much commuting occurs in and out of Milwaukee with some making a 180 mile round trip to Chicago, it would only be a matter of time before the virus spread into the city. A day later came the city's second case, someone who, contact, someone who contracted the virus while in Atlanta. They asked the question, why didn't they include domestic travel in the testing guidelines? By the fourth case, they had determined community spread. It happened so quickly. Within the span of a week, Milwaukee went from having one case to nearly 40. Most of the people were middle-aged African-American men. By week two, the city had over 350 cases. And now there are more than 945 cases as of the date of this article. With the bulk of the city in Milwaukee, where the population is 39% black, people of all ages have contracted the virus, and about half are African Americans. The county's online dashboard of coronavirus cases keep up to date information on the racial breakdown of those who have tested positive. And as of this article, 19 people had died of the illness related to COVID 19 in Milwaukee County. All but four were black, according to the county medical examiner's office. Records also show that at least 11 of the deceased had diabetes, eight had hypertension, and 15 had a mixture of chronic health conditions that included heart and lung disease. Because of discrimination and degenerational income inequities, inequalities, black households in the county earned only 50% as much as white ones in 2018, according to census statistics. Black people are far most likely to own homes than white people in Milwaukee, and far more likely to rent, putting black renters at the mercy of landlords who can kick them out if they can't pay during an economic crisis. At the same time as people are being told to stay home, and when it comes to health insurance, Black people are most likely to be uninsured than their white counterparts. African-Americans have gr gravitated to jobs and sectors viewed as reliable paths to the middle class, healthcare, transportation, government, food supply, which are now deemed essential, rendering them unable to stay home. In places like New York City, the virus Epic Center, Black people are among the only ones still riding the subway. And let's be clear, this is not because people want to live in those conditions. These people who work for Government Alliance of Race and Equity, a national racial equality organization that worked with Milwaukee on its health and equity framework, this is a matter of taking a look at how our history keep people from actually being fully included. In January, a 25-year-old daycare teacher named 
Tashwana Ward died after staff at a hospital failed to check her vital signs. The officials examined 20% of the records and found seven patients, including Ward, didn't receive proper care. The reporter revealed, the report didn't reveal the race of those whose records it examined at the hospital, which predominantly serves black patients. The hospital declined to speak to issues raised in the report, according to a February article from the Milwaukee Journal Centennial and had not submitted any corrective actions to the federal officials. Despite the work that's been done in Milwaukee, experts like Sprague Martinez, a community health researcher at Boston University School of Social Work, worried that the government is not paying close enough attention to race. And as the disease spreads, we do little to blunt its toll. When COVID-19 passes and we see the losses, it will be deeply tied to the story of post-World War II policies that left communities marginalized. Its impact is going to be tied to our history and legacy of racial inequities. It's going to be tied to the fact that we live in a two very different worlds. Now this particular story was from Milwaukee. I now want to share a soundbite from a young lady who lives in New York, who recently lost a sister. And when you listen to the story, the similarities are identical. Today, I lost my sister to the coronavirus. But let me tell you how it happened. My sister went to New York Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. First, they told her she had bronchitis and not the coronavirus. She went back again. Then they told her she had pneumonia and not the coronavirus. They still didn't test. Then they told her she had the flu and not the coronavirus. It wasn't until she was put on a ventilator and unconscious that they decided to test her and she died. Why do the rich, the famous, the ball players, the rappers, why do they all have access to the test for the coronavirus? And us people who are working and who aren't rich and who aren't famous, why don't we have access to the test? Call it what it is. We mean nothing. The color of my skin means nothing. The only thing that means something during this pandemic is money. The reason why we're dying in New York is because they are not doing 
what they're saying on TV. They are lying to everybody. They are lying to this country. They are lying to the world. They are not doing enough for this pandemic. It's like they want it to spread. How the hell I called New York City Health and Hospitals and the only response I got from them was, we are not testing for the coronavirus when you have people dying. I know that was kind of difficult to hear, but I know most people have also been watching every day Governor Cuomo. And Governor Cuomo has done a lot. He has been completely transparent. So we know these situations that we're here, these stories that we hear are based on the government. They're based on federal government, the guidelines that were put in place, the lack of guidelines that were put in place. Yes, we had a shortage or we do have a shortage of PPE. Yes, we have a shortage or we had a shortage of ventilators. But the fact that our federal government chose not to act sooner than it did has caused more lives, and majority of those lives have been black lives. I'm not trying to be political here. I'm just giving you the facts. And I'm sure that everyone's seen the same thing that I saw when we when every, when every state start putting into place the stay at home and you go to the grocery stores, what items that were missing? Toilet paper, paper towel, bleach, sanitizers. But no one knew that bleach, hand sanitizers were listed as PPE. So the public didn't have access to it. We were, it was stripping from us. Yes, we understand that our frontline workers and we thank them, we thank them with our hearts for doing their jobs and being there to do what they could do best to save the lives that they could. But the fact that our federal government failed, failed to act to make sure that every single American citizen, every single person living within the USA had the necessary tools to even try to survive. With that, I'm going to sign off. I'm Dexter Brooks with HNC Let's Talk Podcast. And I want to thank all my listeners for listening. And I ask everyone, speak up, speak out. Your voices do need to be heard. Thanks for joining HNC Let's Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.